Forgive me, any listeners. Uh, I just got out of this like 20 minutes ago. Right. And we never do this where we see the movie and we just go right into a conversation for yep. movies that matter. Um, and then this is one where immediately I'm like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, I really yeah. wish I had 24 hours to sit on this. I, I've been so sitting on So there's going to be it. a little bit of right. discovery in this yeah. from me and Rob, most likely uh, the other Tim. Um, other Tim. Uh, <laughs> Tim, uh, Tim Prime, if you prefer. <laughs> it's just to defer to you. Uh, there's that line that the colonel says about man uses exploration as an escape like mankind yeah. focuses on exploration as an escape to to view or to to not view what's in front of him to not view the the finite in front of him he uses the the concept of exploration to propel himself towards nothingness essentially like and i think that that's reflected in people's uh belief in a god like i remember people criticizing this like there's a lot of weird religious imagery it's like no they're they're wrong that's yeah. the point it's like the idea is that you are so sure that there's more out there and there's something above us it's like that's the that's what the movie is saying is stupid it's yeah. saying that there's nothing Tim, so you need to come back down Tim, as someone i loved it. as someone who hates space and you know i hate space <laughs> It's true. You it know. is weird. This movie was made for, for you, dude. you dude. The anti-space movie. <laughs> and all, but also the space but in this movie but is it, but so good. But at the good. same time, okay, so the header of this movie, for it's, it's um, David Gray is the director of this film. James correct? Gray. James, James Gray. Gray. Yeah. Uh, uh, he said that he wanted to put the most realistic portrayal of space travel ever put to film, which is an ambitious thing to come from someone who hates space. You know what I mean? Like who, who <laughs> thinks space travel is a is a uh, crime and a mistake. Well, but you know, but here's why. I'll tell you why he did that because the existential nightmare that is space yeah. has never hit me harder right. than in Ad Astra. I mean, it's very true. It's a very lonely, lonely movie, even though he's surrounded by people for a lot of it. Well, but there's, but there's 79 days. My favorite part of the movie is where he starts to lose his mind on right. the way to... The 79 uh, days to Neptune. Yes, dude. And he's just like, he's just repeating like, I'm alone. I'm alone. I'm alone. I was like, fuck, I'm dude. I'm a bad person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's funny because like that stuff almost seems on the nose, but but then in function, it just it works for me. I don't, because it I does, just spent yeah. two hours with him, I guess. The movie, the mo here's the thing. The movie is actually kind of... Of the, a lot of this movie is a metaphor. The whole movie is a metaphor, and it's right. very on the nose. Your your father is out in space, and you've got to reach him, <laughs> and then let him go in the space. Pull yourself out of the darkness yes. that he has caused you to fall into, and it's then fucking fly through a sick ass asteroid field. Like <laughs> space yeah, baboons, <laughs> yes. which no, is here for some reason. Do, that was yeah. sick, though. Well, it's interesting because there is this funny tonal disjunction, which again, I I think I would. Which is why 24 hours would be nice. It's yeah. because you're right. Maybe if sitting on it, or if I just go see it again, knowing that these things are coming up, because I don't know, maybe it's just an immature child brain thing or whatever, but like I was sort of enjoying this quite serious, important sci fi movie, and I believe that they would just do experiments on chimps in space yeah. or different things, but something about. We get a kind of horror sequence and, oh, Jesus Christ, there's a monkey! Oh, my God! Like, I mean, like, I'll tell you what the problem is. There's something funny about, like, something... the studio requiring dope shit to happen. It was a bit fundamentally funny. Yeah, there's yeah. just something about the guys, like, is funny. But it's so sci-fi. Like, but, but if you if I read that in, like, a 1970s space novel, like a space noir about, like, yeah. the, you know, an Arthur C. Clarke no novel where he's going to the other side of the solar system and they stop at some kind of, like... That would read perfectly normal to me. Mm -hmm. I, and then the fact that they, I don't think that they were that uh, shocked by it, it almost read as like 
I really liked the texture of that. Yeah. It's yeah. so weird. It's very sci-fi. The, the, thing, yeah, the yeah. thing that was funny was there is a, when he depressurizes that section of the ship, right. there is a moment where the monkey almost goes, uh-oh. <laughs> it's just very funny. <laughs> Before it, it does. Yep. But, but I think it's actually interesting because it's a movie that, and the reason it it's, it, you know, <laughs> we're saying the thing that we didn't do, but the reason it's probably good to sit on it and stuff is that I think when you first come out of it, you're more, especially if you're inclined to watch sort of blockbusters and traditional commercial mainstream films, it's like, it's funny because your first viewing, you almost inevitably are like, but I want to know more about the moon pirates. Right. And I want to know more <laughs> yeah. about, and I want to know more about the moon society sure. where there's a fucking subway. And, and like, oh, and, yeah, and I love that. Like, like, but then what's interesting is, I mean, you and I both looked at each other when they had the little highway sign on yeah. the moon. Cause it's just like, the little stuff it. like that, which Perfect. is, which is fun. But then, and then it's interesting cause on this, when you sit on it for a second and appreciate the movie, you go, okay, there's a reason they don't linger on that. Yeah. Even though on some level... Here's the fringes at the end of society. The moon is at war with itself. Like, yeah. like there's some shit's <laughs> wrong in society aside from the surges. Yeah. 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 It's, it's interesting. Like, if I had to try to sum up... Because the movie's about a lot of things. And there's a lot of criticism in the movie. The movie's, like, kind of very fucking woke. And let me just also say, Walt Disney production company. Like, this is the first one of these where I was like, huh? Like oh, where I didn't I, where, even realize. Yeah, this is by Walt Disney Studios, put out by Walt Disney. Cool. And, which is like, this is a Disney movie, and I think this is the first one of these where, you know, obviously we know that Disney has consumed uh, like a ton of media companies in the last five Dude, years. I can't wait for the Ad Astra ride. Right. <laughs> <laughs> explode your own baboon <laughs> with the family. Like, it's this really depressing ride where, like, you stay on it for a really long time. Yeah. They give you the sensation of being alone. And then there's and like, then like a, you have to go back. There's like a dope 20 seconds of action <laughs> of, like, really impressive visual sequences. Everybody, everybody who leaves the ride is crying yeah. <laughs> well like the movie the movie is about a lot of things it's kind of very woke there's even like some interesting shit in there like when he's talking with ruth negas character about like basic you know the <laughs> the subtext of that conversation that they have is like you know my parents died because of the actions of your father yeah. it's literally like oh yeah a white man put like the vague idea of progress and achievement at the cost of the lives of like you know sure the, the black family on board which is obviously like that's yeah. society in a microcosm for sure because i think the movie in general is kind of like a criticism of like traditional white masculinity and how like but it it's a criticism of it but it's delivered by our savior brad, uh, brad pitt well but it, but it's <laughs> the opposite of white masculinity. some of it serves him like that's the interesting thing about the movie is like sometimes his like his masculine tendencies like obviously that that's what makes him like so good at this job he's mm -hmm. able to like completely like you know emotionally detach and like when shit is going down he's able to like take control on like the that scared yeah. captain or whatever the fuck but it's like i guess it's like learning to like learning to see that in yourself and like take the good aspects of it while not letting it completely like destroy or not let it completely like rob right. you of yeah. your emotional connection and to he people. he says like you taught me good work ethic. You taught yeah. me like he talks about the positive aspects that his father imbued on him and yeah. you know, clearly the negatives as well. I mean it's a very classic sort of, you know, like the dad's a good sort of like goal slash doppelganger, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's the this this is who he is if he doesn't change his ways, I guess. Right. Cuz he sees that he's capable of all the same things. Like when he when he right. when he in pursuit of his father kills, you know, not intentionally, but kills the the the, the entire yeah, crew. crew. Yeah, That's like true. and basically is is able to the be children of the people that his dad killed. <laughs> yeah, holy yeah. shit. Yeah, like he's truly capable of he and and sort of and I think the movie on some level is saying, 
if he isn't careful, he will be that guy being like, I don't want to go home. This is home. I mean, he literally says that. He says, I don't want to be my father. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's the thing, like, towards the end of it, all the things that I was figuring out for myself, I was getting mad because Brad Pitt was saying them. But who are the space pirates? Yeah. I mean, that's a great question. The moon pirates. Of all the action sequences, that one was potentially my least favorite one, though. Really? As in, well, not not from a visual perspective, um, but maybe... Maybe just because I get what they're saying, we're fighting over resources or whatever, but maybe it just, mm-hmm. a chase scene, a chase, uh, like, like I didn't know if that was the action scene I needed there, or the, or the strongest way to make the societal fighting over I, resources I, point. I know exactly what you're like, saying, because, uh, but, but, but I don't think that's the, the fault of the sequence, because I thought yeah, the sequence was yeah, cool well, and yeah, inspired. Agreed, agreed. No, and, and the action across the board and the... the, the like, it's interesting because a lot of people have sort of said, like, oh, you know, it's kind of, like, it's, it's I mean, it still has, like, commercial taste at times. Like, yeah. like the action sequences are quite, you know, bombastic and big and impressive. And- I, I'm only half joking when I say it feels like a studio-mandated dope thing has to happen every, like, 25 minutes. Because there are, like, the big action sequences of, like, now they're, they're meeting space chimps, which yeah. is, yeah. like... But it is a weird texture that I liked, but it's like it did. It can read as like, oh, here's a fucking thing that yeah. has to happen because he yeah, does run yeah. into these. Like every time he reaches a new destination, he runs into a new challenge. I did appreciate though that the action sequences there, they did feel restrained in the sense that they were all fairly brief. If you compare yeah, it to, like, yeah. if you compare it to like other like yeah. space blockbusters, like it's yeah, it didn't, it didn't, it never felt like it over. It never felt like it veered. Yeah. It felt like a drama the whole time. Yeah, is no, what absolutely. I should say. I agree. I agree. And and for instance, when we. And it was interesting because it's a testament to, you know, the language of different movies, right? Like, so for instance, the shot of them, I want to say, either arriving on Mars or actually more, maybe more so actually the shot of Neptune through the, um, through mm-hmm. the window. I remember thinking it's actually interesting because we're, we're very familiar with movies like Star Wars where the, the act of flying to a planet is like driving your car up to a... Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, right. it's, it's the same. We're just, like... And again, by the way, that's that's not a criticism of either, but the, but it's but it's a testament to a movie that does tell you, no, this took a really long time, yeah. is mm-hmm. that you can have a sense of that same shot of, like, the ship slowly approaching Neptune. You go, wow, like, they're far away. Like, yeah. like yeah, you know, yeah, and, yeah. And, and, like, as opposed to how how, you know, even though it's the same visual language in a way, like, you know, I don't even know, would, would you describe the pace of the movie? Because you, you make me think about it, you know, just things moving slowly and, and just general sense of, of, of motion and time that this movie has. I didn't feel like the pace was necessarily slow. Like mm. it, it was definitely methodical and it, it felt yeah. patient, but it was only two hours long. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it, it had a lot to say for two hours. Yeah. Yeah, they got a lot in there, I I felt. was engaged the whole time. Yeah. Like, and anytime I got... I, for you, if you, if any time for even a second, I was not engaged. The the sort of the groundwork had been done well enough that I was never confused about where we were in the story. Like it's right. actually interesting because, and maybe this is just my 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 focus today or whatever. But I, I had a moment where I was like, wait, why is he swimming again? And I was like, oh no, wait, yeah, he's doing, he's getting to the rocket. Okay, cool. Like <laughs> like like you yeah. know. But I I was never not oriented in like where I am in the story. Right. Right. I, I really yeah, and I, I, I love that sequence. Yeah, it was where he's good. Underwater. It's just a very strange like you're underwater in a hatch on a different planet. Yeah. Like it's a very strange claustrophobic feeling yeah. that I don't think I'd have ever really seen in a, in like one of these kind of movies. Before. Yeah, I think like the definitely like I wanted the testament. I think the biggest 
compliment I can pay the movie is like everything about it. I feels like they shot this fucking thing in space. Yeah. Like everything mm-hmm. about the weightlessness, how long, just even like the way that they would dig with the different gravity on the planets. I was like, I was like, he's, it's going to take him so long to get to that yeah. rocket. Like that <laughs> rocket is about to take off and he's in water with different gravity. This oh, is like it. Sonic 2. It was just like, <laughs> dude, it's just like a water level. Where's the water bubbles? Brad needs yep. air, you know. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, but I also think about who this movie is for. Um, because people it, aren't seeing this. Yeah, right? nobody. I don't think anybody's seeing this. And uh, it's they went got an to Downton Abbey. Did they really? Yep. Does that come out this weekend? Number one movie of the weekend. Dude, you're That's I wild. saw. I saw these articles. Fuck where, you, people. Where what pe- is this Downton Abbey? People were like, this, on, "What is Downton Abbey?" It's that BBC show about like they're the fucking richest people. It's the place where they're rich, and the king and queen are coming to visit them, and they got to polish all yeah. the fucking silverware, or some shit. Yeah, uh, no, it's literally no, it, that's it, the plot it, of the it movie. Kind of is. Yeah. Why? <laughs> Tim's like, nodding so, and agreeing. Yes, he's yeah. not because I know no, what I'm like, talking about. It's it's like the joke everyone makes is you know it's actually it defies in in a way many rules of dramatic structure because it's sort of like. It's that. It's right? nice like, oh, the whole it's time. A, it's a spot of bother. And then they go and they go and do something. <laughs> yeah. And then they go and do something about it. And it gets resolved in time for the King and Queen. Yes. <laughs> Pretty quickly, actually, usually. Dude, because that was what was making me angry. Because, like, so Ad Astra is a movie. And, yes, you can say, like, it's got a white male lead, all this stuff. But it is a very, it's criticizing a lot of, like, fundamental flaws in our society. But there were all these people online just, like, down Nabby beat Ad Astra. Take that, white male-led wow. films. Sure. It's like you're rooting for the film about the fucking, like, rich people. Well, but that's, so, at, at the risk of saying... Sounding like I'm, I'm reaching for some points here. I would really like to see a female's perspective on this movie in particular because I feel like this is a movie that I can go talk to my boys about and be like, you, you know, Dad. Yeah. And then we all yeah. just like nod and we're like, you know, we're all thinking about Dad, right? Yeah. And dude. then I, I would like to see how this uh, resonates with first of all women and just like you know a woman's relationship with her father and if it feels similar because um, like it doesn't it doesn't feel to me like in culture there's as much of an imperative for women to follow in their father's footsteps as much as it's expected for men to follow in their father's footsteps you know what I mean right yeah the yeah, family yeah. business is like a, a like a father to son thing traditionally not that I believe it believe that no no anything. but you're right yeah that's like so I, I would really like to see what what that is and and I think to your point this does break down a lot of flaws in society but again like from the perspective of two like white brothers that i imagine are affluent that you know wrote this movie that directed yeah uh, brad pitt is the star like one of the most handsome men on earth you know You're like blushing when like, you like say nobody it, yeah i know <laughs> none of these people have he like, is an incredibly handsome man it's no, funny it's funny but none of these people have like yeah. a, a perspective that's that's yeah. not like from a place of absolute height can, we can talk about brad pitt's performance right like it, it, like this has been I a keep calling it pit. I, well, a I year keep, of quiet pit yeah dude <laughs> quiet, well man the fucking scene the world loves a quiet pit it's been the summer of Brad there's been two movies but it has been the <laughs> summer it's, of it's Brad true. it's also not summer anymore <laughs> oh when does summer end uh, a couple of days ago yeah I think it's He's, true. whatever it was at the festivals listen it's been the summer of Brad I've been really enjoying the summer of Brad mm-hmm. almost as much as the year of Luigi <laughs> 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 anyway, I'm sorry, uh, but like, dude, he's fucking good in this. Like, he's when very good. The the, yeah. the the scene that got me the most is when he sent. They've got that pre-written message for him to read to his father, mm-hmm. and like, they don't. He doesn't know if he's received the transmission, and then we come back like a minute later to him just being like, "Dad," <laughs> and I was just like, "Ah, oh, fuck." <laughs> you know what's interesting? Did you both did did you both uh, see First Man? No, no, I didn't see First right. Man. Well, do you know what's interesting is. I quite like Ryan Gosling as an actor, and I think he, pl- and I think he plays 
But I think ironically, he plays kind of like charming La La Landy kind of roles are almost like I know, like when he's doing his more serious stuff, he does kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, like serious faced kind of. But he's actually quite good in stuff like Crazy Stupid Love or whatever. The only reason I bring this up is because I think Stoic Pitt has a bit more warmth behind the eyes than Stoic Gosling. Yeah, oh, like, definitely. Like, like there's something about like when Gosling does the like, I'm a, you know. Like the drive thing, sure. I'm a hard ass kind of like like to me something about Pitt brings me in. More. This is going oh. this is going to totally suck, but you can see in his eyes the desire to like connect with people and like yes. the, an empathetic like when he looks yeah. at the the co captain, you know the guy that now has been thrust into all this responsibility because the the real captain died. Like he's just got a really sympathetic look in his eyes and damn he really delivers it. Um, one of my favorite things that he's doing in this so. Uh, this, this society that Ad Astra is placed in, like, puts his big value on the ability to stay cool, the ability to, like, keep your heart rate low. Like, his, his big thing is that he's, his heart rate has never gone over 80 Insane. on, like, a trip. Yeah. Which is, like, an, or on a mission, which is, like, you know, uh, that's something that's prized by society. Um, but when you look at him and when he closes his eyes, you can see his eyes, like, flittering and, like, f- pulsating and twitching underneath yes. his, like, he's clearly not okay. Mm-hmm. And and I really like that about him. And anytime you just like pay close attention to underneath of his eyes, like on the soft like area around his skin, it is just twitching and going crazy. Yeah, dude. And yeah. I I thought that was a really cool just touch from Brad. Brad Pitt is a good actor. Yeah. I, I, may, nay, a great actor. Nay. I don't know that he's always. Been, I don't know that he's always been a good actor because I watched. Reviewer. I watched Seven Years in Tibet this week and. That was a fucking mess. Yeah. But he's definitely gotten back. I guess, you know, you do but it I, enough. I, how much is the stoicism doing it? You know what I mean? Well, like, I say that, but it's so interesting. Plays with the energy. The, yeah, I guess the sto- I guess the stoicism is like, like it's obviously a role that would maybe play to his strengths. And, but it, and it's Cliff Booth, too. I mean, it, it's... it's but he breaks that. There are the, the moments when he like when he breaks the stoicism. I'm not saying he's a one-trick pony or anything, right. but I'm saying that like yeah. he does well, stoicism well. Yeah. Yeah. Although, again, similarly, he's actually very good... But but again, it's it's the warmth thing is what I ca- is what I keep coming back to, which mm-hmm. is the point I made first because because I actually think he does comedy very well as well. He's an underrated comedic actor, He's great. right? Like like I mean, if we if we're thinking about um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I mean it, you know mm-hmm. the, the 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 drug scene. Like he's incredibly yeah. funny, and his sure. timing is very very good as just a straight up funny actor. Uh, but then in this, like none of that, right? Like just serious. Like, but but at the same time, something does kind of keep me watching mm-hmm. and fav- pulls me in. My really. favorite touch in this movie is when he finally confronts Tommy Lee Jones, and in the I forget the name of the fucking ship. I want to call it the Icarus, but that's the Sunshine. Cephalus? Is this is it the Syphilis? The Cephalus. <laughs> oh, the Cephalus. What did Cephalus like cephalopod? Do? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> I, I thought it was like it a makes Greek you crazy guy. and it goes <laughs> away and it comes <laughs> back. Project Iris? No. Oh uh, yeah, wasn't it Project Iris or something no, like that or something. Lilo or something? <laughs> yes, Project Stitch. Project Lilo. Project. But when he confronts his father for suddenly, because obviously they're in zero gravity and there's weightlessness, but that scene. And I've read a, I've read about some stuff about this this scene. Like wow, something. I didn't even think about that they were in zero gravity. They, they know zero, what you're about to say. Yeah, that scene suddenly has gravity because Tommy Lee Jones is standing and Brad and a tear runs Rolls down, down his face, his cheek. Oh, you know, I mean, he's just I'm, in zero gravity. That's m- awesome. Maybe it's heavy handed to be like ah the gravity of this you know you're confrontation, right. but it fucking worked. And sometimes there it. I think sometimes when you break it down into like what they're doing. Um, 
you try to like write out what they're doing. Of course, it comes across as you know pedantic and ridiculous. But in the moment, if it's powerful, oh, it's yeah. like truly like the in, yeah. the in also, gravity being introduced that makes it powerful to you. Like, context is everything. You could do right? the jerk off motion, or you could just feel a feeling. You fucking yeah. asshole. I'm all about these feelings, dude. <laughs> context, context is everything. Like I think. I don't know, like, this is this is a weird fucking tangent, but on that point, for instance, I feel like a thing that a lot of people gave Amazing Spider-Man 2 shit for was the, the slow-mo moment when, like, the web is a little bit like a hand or mm-hmm. whatever, and I was like, if the whole movie had been perfect up until then, you would think it was an amazing right. extension right. of his right. power to, like, to be like, he's sure. trying, and it's his equivalent of his hand, like... You know, like, it's one of those things where it's like, if the whole movie had been great, you would be like, this is perfect. Right. But because you're not liking the rest of the movie, you go, pretentious fucking bullshit. Yeah, you like, just see like, that choice, <laughs> yeah. like, very yeah. clearly. Like, yeah. so, so I think it's, again, it's one of those things where it's like, if the emotion is overall working for you, you're going to be okay with sure. the gravity. <laughs> right. Like, you know. Um, I mean, again, not to say that heavy-handedness isn't sometimes a problem, but you know what I mean. You know what I mean. Sure. There's been right. a lot of these in recent years, like, thoughtful space movie. Yeah. Um, and, and I feel, you know, you, you're tempted to compare, I mean, you even brought up first man, there's yeah. one, um, passengers, interstellar, oh, interstellar. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I think that might be a big the reason Martian. why this isn't really, yes, the Martian and gravity and shit. Yeah. Gravity. There's another one. Uh, uh holy shit. <laughs> there's more of these than I thought. There's so many space movies. Sure. But, and it, but it's like a, it's a certain kind of space movie. It's not event horizon. Um, it's. Uh, like something very realistic and yeah. something very grounded and they like dramas set in space. Seems there was a, like a newish thing. You there know was what I mean? a minute where I thought it, there was a chance it could become event horizon the, uh, with the, the, the claw marks on the wall yes, and the dude, research I facility. Like, I turned to him. I'm like, what the fuck <laughs> is going on <laughs> is happening? Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, uh, but I'm glad it was just baboons. I think I'm were, glad it was just baboons. They were experimenting on in space. There's something <laughs> nothing about, weird like aliens. <laughs> there's something about a fucking full CGI baboon. Yeah, is the th- I think that's really what it is. Is that you have like a DreamWorks baboon? How ripping can he this can, guy's How come he off? can breathe? Why are they developing space breathing baboons? That's a good point. No, I think they probably could have breathed if they took off their helmets. Yeah, but man. you got to be safe, right? Got to got to put on your your glass helmet before we go. <laughs> It's a good yeah. thing that this this baboon could shatter my glass helmet. <laughs> this thing should be made of tempered material. Yeah, I guess. Man, what a fucking. I'm so I'm all. It's this is a hard one to talk about. No, it's okay. This is good. I think we're doing a good job. I'm all over the place on this one. There's there's like so much because like I also like it feels uh, reductive to just like talk about like the set pieces and and like the technical aspects of this movie because obviously it's up to a lot more. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, man, from the fucking jump, I was just like, you got me. Well, like, I think it was kind of, yes, I agree with you because the, the imagery was very gripping. Um, it's kind of bummer in a meta note because I'm looking at how nice this looks and knowing no one is going to see it. Like just seeing how few people are in the theater, like the week after it came out. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah. this sucks. <laughs> I did, I did see it and I saw it at 2 PM and it was packed. So like, yeah. so I guess some people, sure. I don't know. That first action scene where, I mean, I'm assuming it's the first one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it you opened see the clown fight. Yeah. <laughs> That's so weird. Um, no, but the the one where he's you know falling off the giant space antenna. Yeah. Like like I remember. I remember like it was only a few hours. Ago. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, no, but like the 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 droppings like was quite scary. And yeah. then and then I thought in particular I thought the rips through the parachute. I was like fuck. Yeah. Like it was actually yeah. getting me when it was like and it was a good example of like. It was well staged, like the the escalation sure. of that action, like the explosions happening up top, and you're like, oh, <laughs> they're getting close. Like it was, it was, it was. They obeyed the right. rules quite well. Of like, 
like they built dread. Right, know? I, I agree, like, and it, it's a it's a sequence that would fit in like in, a, in almost like in a Mission Impossible kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. but it, it it almost makes me wonder what it's doing here because yeah, yeah that's I'm just gonna go back to the question of what, who this movie is for. Like, not to say that movies can't be thoughtful and action packed. Uh, I, in fact, that those movies, like, I really rather enjoy that, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, but it feels like it's just me. It's like for me and mm-hmm. like other people that kind of think like me and that doesn't seem to be mass market. And maybe I'm thinking <sighs> too much like, like a mo- like, uh, in the f- marketing aspect of right. it, like, but it, no, but it, it really but, does but I guess there give me pause. It, yeah. It's true. It's true because we're coming out of it. We're all on some level just tuned in. Like mm-hmm. we're, we're film people, right. we live in LA, we, you know, all these different things, but you're, but it's actually, you're right. It's interesting. Cause on the one hand I would be like, I want to recommend this to, I want to recommend this to, you know, a kid who likes action, yeah, yeah. you know, stuff like there's plenty of set pieces for them and all these different things. Having said that there is a part of me that goes, but it might bore them. Yeah. I don't so, think I, I like couldn't recommend this to somebody that re- for just for the action sequences. I don't think I could, because I think, like, I don't think that they would have the. Not to, it depends on the person, yeah, but yeah. You, there, you need to be hooked into the other stuff for that stuff to be right. Yeah. Well, here, meaningful. I, I think that I think that's a problem. Although there there are a couple moments where this movie just veers into like straight art film territory, specifically right. underground on Mars. Yeah, but I think that so part of it is I don't think that in 2019 you can just make a straightforward, thoughtful space movie. Like you can't mm-hmm. make Solaris. You can't have a guy just like sad on a spaceship where nothing happens. Yeah, people will not go see that. But also, I think, like, the function of the action scenes really serve to cement how dangerous everything they're doing is. Yeah. And I think that, like, more than being spectacle, and they yeah. were spectacle, I do think that, like, dude, all I could think every time he was outside of the ship, I was like, there's no air there. Yeah. I was like, I was <laughs> yeah. like say, they did such a good job of conveying, like, how, no, how no, again, silent it was. Unless, Very fun. But, but except for a, when he was touching stuff. But there's yeah. something interesting about, for instance, again, for no reason continuing this with <laughs> studio executive hat on but i do get why this for instance is an opening as big as like you know technically right it's another poster where the image is a star we know like uh, brad pitt looking at you yeah, saying in, in a, in a, come in a to space and, uh, <laughs> in, a, in a helmet exactly and like and but the one we had a couple years ago was the martian right but i get why the, oh, yeah. i get why the martian was a bigger pop cultural a big bigger mainstream yeah. event because the Martian's more fun that and exactly like and and I think also the hook being like he's stuck on Mars oh no how's he gonna yeah. get back like and then the rest of the world have yeah. to work to get him back so it's a bit like a rescue thing it's got this grand sweeping like sure. like and like and it's interesting because yeah. by the way <laughs> this movie re- meanwhile this movie's like what have we done yeah and if you read the and if you read the Martian book by the way there's a version of the book that could be much more like moon or whatever, just like kind of lonely and truly just with him trying to figure out how to get home. And mm. then like the book does have the, if because I I did read it but a while ago, but I remember it has the story of the uh, team trying to get back, but they definitely made that a big part of the movie, like to have mm. the dual plots of like, right, right. he's trying to figure out and then like, you know, like, but there's a version of it that could have been much cheaper and much more sort of introspective and just about Mark Watney being stuck right. on, on Mars. But of course it wasn't because they were trying to make it that. Yeah, whereas exactly. I think, yeah. whereas I think here it's interesting because, like we're saying, the action scenes and some of the mm-hmm. s- scope of everything makes you think, okay, but they clearly do want to put those shots in the trailer and kind of get people to come see it. But it's cool. But you're I, right. There's something about the, the fact that the movie underneath is also like, 
We put a fucking subway yeah. on the moon. <laughs> well, because I think it, in, inherently, <laughs> yeah. like, we put a subway on the moon. Did you see the no- Yoshinoya yeah. Yoshino- <laughs> yeah. bowl? Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 and then he's like, my dad would have hated this. And you, the audience, you should feel ashamed by the fact yeah. that this is probably how it would go. Well, that's, it, that was, that's uh, the thing from Futurama of we're whalers on the moon. We carry a harpoon. <laughs> yeah. Nobody knows who first landed on the moon, but we believe it was whalers in search of new catch. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's got this whole like Disneyland bullshit. It, Very it, fun. Yeah, man. It, when, when the Virgin Atlantic spaceship landed on the moon in front of the ocean, I was like, fuck, that's happening. Yeah. That's definitely <laughs> that's happening. Dope. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's not dope. It is. No, it's happening. Like, yeah. It's certainly happening. That, like, that like, will be the again, next the, decade. The, yeah, because the sign "Welcome to the Moon" and like we said, the thing that we both jumped at, like the a highway sign. I just liked but, it, like, but it was like, <laughs> but I did go. That's probably what they do. Yep. Also, which that be the cool? Moon path was yeah. the name of. The yeah, and you, and you get to call it, and you get to call it. You know, it's the it's the I zero zero one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and, like, there's a TSA the agent. One. There's like a TSA agent who's like, you can continue to that concourse like it's not the fucking moon. <laughs> just, just, oh my god. Well, but just to go back to the Martian real quick, it, it's funny because when you're adapting something, I think inherently the first place you go is, okay, how do we do this when we sell it? Like nobody wants to adapt the thing to honor the piece. That's very rarely like the the intention yeah. when you're doing the film. So with this movie where there's no source material as far as I know, right? It's just yeah. a movie they yeah. wrote and came up with from their brains. Think so. Um, it, it makes a little bit more sense to me about why it's going to be more methodical and not yeah. as uh, well because pointed. even just even just your 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 hook, right? The a plot. I'm looking for my dad. Okay, it's it's good, mm-hmm. right? There's like a, like. Having said that, there's something a little bit more. Again, just to your average person, I think there's something a little bit more juicy about you're stuck on the you're stuck on Mars. Mm-hmm. How are we getting back? Right, <laughs> right. Like sure. in terms of again, just bringing in anyone. Like it's not that I'm looking for my father isn't a strong goal, and there's something universal about that, and all these different things. But maybe you know, it's like yeah, like getting off Mars. You can. That's a problem that you can solve. Reconnecting with your father. <laughs> <laughs> Where do we even well, begin? No, but I, I I disagree with that because I think I, that the whole thing it's. It, it's not that he wants to find his dad. There was never a yeah. point of him that where he said he wants to find his dad, he was given a mission yes, to right. save the no, universe. But I'm saying, I'm and saying, it just so happens that he's finding his dad. Right. For us. Well, but, but saying, he does change. But I'm saying on some level, like the, the the material you're putting in the in the trailer to say, right. this is the mission of the movie. Right, right, versus right. Versus right. yeah, yeah. I'm stuck here. Like there's just something about. I mean, I agree. The nuance in 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 this is absolutely more than that. And yeah. I agree. And it's part of his whole character, right? Like the, this is just a mission and he's emotionally okay. And oh, wait, maybe dad was fucked up and blah, blah, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Like it's, it is interesting. I, and I do think the descent into madness, and I guess that's where you do see the apocalypse now thing of like, the oh. further they go into the jungle, like the, the, sure. like, and then the further he goes into space, the more and more he questions. And then, and, then, right. and, and in it's, a way, it's only when he breaks down himself that he sees how much that he, he actually yeah. doesn't like his dad and how much yeah. he is, you know, his dad abandoned him. And we basically get the equivalent of the whole, the horror scene, right? Like, yeah, yeah. like just with like bumping into him, he has a short scene and then he, you know, yeah, <laughs> please, sir. yeah, please let me, that, I mean, it, like that, ah, man, that fucking got me sure. though. Let me go, son. I just—I I wish I could do a Tommy Lee Jones. He has such like a distinct, funny. He was like, dude. The when he—I never cared about you and your mother. I was like, <laughs> fucking Jesus, dude. You're just, just gonna say to... it like that? Yep. I liked that a lot. Oh, it was great. I liked that a lot because it was so on the nose. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just so, and when he was just like, he's I know, no dad. nonsense guy. I know, dad. Yeah. Like yep. I was like, oh Jesus. Yeah, dude. Holy shit. That was like, ah man. See, that's where like it really succeeds 
for me is just like that. I mean, like I was already sold on the movie and I was even anticipating, like as we get to the confrontation with the father, I'm like, this is where the movie could like really fumble. Mm -hmm. And I thought it just totally stuck the landing. Yeah, Mm -hmm. He's just this pathetic old man, like cowering because he can't accept. I, I, I really like that. I really like the wood. It really does feel cool to, for it to be the final confrontation and nothing really happens. I, I like th- movies that, um, this is going to sound stupid because it sounds so small minded, but I, I like movies that don't follow a formula like yeah. that. Uh, oh, there's, there's a world where this movie is Tommy Lee Jones going, I'm sorry, son, I can't allow you to ruin my work. And then it right. becomes like a fucking thrill. Like a, yeah, you know sure. what I mean? Uh, yeah, and, yeah. Speaking, and like even the fights in this movie, there is one major fight in this movie, like a confrontation. And it's so, it's like sad yes and the music is weird and insane and cool (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's like a it's like you're listening to a like a super loud rave from orbit you know what i mean like it sounds really weird and far away but you're like still hearing some kind of weird driving beat while it's happening yeah i really like the um the soundtrack of this movie yeah Um, i wish i knew who did it i meant to look that up it's very spacey but it's it's not like it's like a unique soundtrack in that I've never heard this instrumentation before. Like it's all shit that you would associate with a sci-fi movie. Um, but I, I think it's really effective for the movie itself and just fucking sounds really cool. Yeah. It's, it's implemented really well. I mean, like I've just considered the soundtrack, like part of the sound design and this movie should get a fucking Oscar for yeah, sound dude, design. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. The thing you, you mentioned it earlier, but the, the only, the fact that you only hear sound in space when he's touching something to feel the vibrations through it. Incredible piece of just continuity of yeah. just to keep track of that when you're editing. Crazy. Yeah. Um, so nuts. But I like the it sounds very good. The movie, it's like the movie's so good that it's like, what do we? There's, I'm trying, I'm trying to like, <laughs> I don't worry. You I don't even want to have. I, I'm like, I'm trying to think of like beef with this movie that I have, and I'm just like, I forgive it. Like for any, like anything that like made me feel, because there was a part where like it lost me for a minute, but I can't even remember what it was. I now. think so too, because it's it's when he first is talking. He's talking to the, um, I guess the captain of the the place on mars of like the the station on mars yeah and she's kind of just giving him the backstory about what happened between her and their father right. um and i think that that's where it was starting to lose me because I, I think that it was just pure exposition at that point like for him to learn this stuff about his father um and that that stuff didn't super hit for me but i think i feel what you're saying on it's just such a complete piece like in thought um and and everything is kind of metaphor or like it, is, is there a functional difference between allegory and metaphor? Uh, they're basically the same. Whatever. But that, like everything wanna, kind yeah. of feels like it's it's something else. Like they're also yeah. they're saying this to you, but they're also saying this other thing but, to you. But it still Which works. Which is like just basic. Yeah. You know, it's basic movie making. It's it's. But fuck, man. But they're but super there, effective. There are some movies where like when everything's metaphor, I get I get really pulled out of it, and right. the movie like stops working. But this like the like the yeah. surface worked as well as all of the subtext, right. and and rather they worked in tandem with one another. In a really effective way, I I can't imagine there's like like the movie you're what you when you said uh, about it being a complete piece is like I can't even imagine there's a lot on the cutting room floor except for that hologram cowboy right that we, <laughs> holy shit <laughs> we haven't even talked about that we have not touched on the hologram cowboy <laughs> so it's Adam, so important have you have you been tuned into this 
Have, have you? Did you follow? I posted the, the this saga? In, the, in the chat and I tweeted it too. You'll have to scroll through my tweets to find it. Maybe the beef account can retweet it. Adam Tickets, which is a site where you can buy tickets for movies, they have a little like fifteen second ad for Ad Astra, but they have edited in a split second of a naked cowboy yep, at a Halloween party. At a Halloween party, and then he's a hologram. He's like flickering, and like, but it's really funny because in the ad, it's like Ad Astra. He, he's he's uh, something like it's like Ad you Astra. Won't believe your eyes. Yeah, <laughs> you'll never cowboy. see what's coming and yeah. then they cut to the cowboy <laughs> and then it cuts back to Brad Pitt and I and like in all the comments everyone was like that cowboy was not absolutely in the movie. not in the movie. <laughs> and it's funny because it's it's almost edited to look because Brad Pitt looks to the left and then it's the the, the shot of the cowboy from that perspective then back to Brad Pitt in that shot walking on the concrete and he turns his face forward so as if as if to imply it's so fucking weird, and dude. I loved it. I have and, not seen this. And it's also, it's worth noting that it's also the image for, like, the, the it's the static image on it as well. So for whatever reason, Before you it does an autoplay. You no, see the camera. No oh, there it is. There's no more clicking. It's only autoplay. Yeah. Do you, Tim, do you see that? Do you see the naked buff cowboy? Just put in it. And what looks like a Brooklyn apartment oh, party. Like, oh, got it. Got it. Yeah. Well, it's so what I'm thinking, I mean, I... This is stupid because I looked at that trailer and I'm like, it's got to be in the movie. He's at a he's at a Halloween party. He's a space cowboy. That's his funny <laughs> costume. He's doing a bit. No, I don't. I, the circle logic that I put in to <laughs> like forgive Adam tickets for just like what is really the the on its face dumbest marketing <laughs> play I've ever heard. This movie's a little too thoughtful. Maybe a little slow. What if like a cowboy was like naked at a Halloween party? <laughs> what, do you think I would spice it up? Yeah. How do we get women to see Ad Astra? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, like I'm like, was it? Do you think it was them? Because there's also a part of me that's like, was like, was somebody cutting this trailer? Like, was this Disney like slipping them the slipping them the dossier? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like, like, well, no. Put the cowboy. They open it up to just that. I meant like you know how sometimes like fucking interns upload trailers like without sound or like without. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, it's like was the there, famous <laughs> mummy? Uh, yeah. The mummy trailer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, I watched it on a cruise ship the other day so And I listened for that screen <laughs> So funny Does not happen during the plane crash Anyway I'm sorry but Yeah I was, I was like was somebody Was it like some intern's job to cut together this trailer And they like Either they like forgot to like fill in a place or something No because that's professionally <laughs> shot footage That's like that well, is that's film stock Where the fuck is that from <laughs> Like <laughs> what movie is that in Somebody had a vendetta. Well, it's too low. It's too low res to tell if it's Brad Pitt or not. But he looks a little too buff to be Brad. It's not Brad Pitt. A little too young to be Brad. I don't. I never for one minute thought it was Brad Pitt. I don't know. I just. (laughs) But yeah, no. That's like that's the new like question that I know will never be answered. Yeah. Is what the fuck is that from? What was it both up with the cowboy? Yeah. How can a hologram be sad? I love sci-fi. Like, <laughs> Isn't that the plot of Blade Runner 2049? No, that, yeah, that's the Philip K. Dick novel. How can a hologram, How can a hologram be sad? <laughs> I do want to touch on this one later at some point. I think maybe if this comes out on Blu-ray, because this is going to be one that I think will fall under the radar. Um, I don't think that this is going to... If this doesn't win an Oscar... Um, I think yeah, true. I guess if radar. it doesn't if it doesn't get much love during Oscar season, I guess it has a real chance of like being, yeah, know, fading. Just like I've never heard of the, any of this guy's movies. Uh, I saw Lost City of Z. And I saw that. Too. I really liked it. Um, I didn't. Well, it's Charlie Hunman is in it. He's not great, but Robert Pattinson is really good mm-hmm. in Lost City of Z. We love our Pats, dude. We love Robert Pattinson. Bad Pats, dude. Can I say? I think it's I'm gonna be. Bad Pats. It's gonna be a fucking good ass year, for, or it's been a good year for movies. I've like been really. I like. T- I took a step back and I was like, a lot of good movies came out in 2019. Yeah. What else? What else came out this year? 
Uh, I mean, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, mm-hmm. Ad Astra, a um, bunch of like really good indies. <laughs> no, <laughs> a well, no, bunch of good A24 stuff, and then like yeah. the new Adam Sandler movie has me pumped. Yeah, that really does uncut gems. Uncut gems. Yeah, I'm the excited. Safdie's movie. I'm excited to watch him beg for his life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we've ever seen Adam Sandler do that in a movie. <laughs> oh, come on! <laughs> I was watching... They're uncut gems! I slightly off topic, but you know I've, I've been watching this movie stream. I'm glad you finally. <laughs> I was like, that's, that's, that's was that audible? <laughs> what were you saying? I've you been watching watch, the '90s you know, movie. Stream? I got this movie stream on my TV, and it's just '90. And I never know. Do you know what's? Can I tell you what bliss is? Yeah. Just having movies come on that you don't have to select that you've never seen. Like movies that I, if I had to select them, I would never watch them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like because they, I dude, it's like I'm on heroin. I can't right. leave my house. Sure. I'm just like watching. I've watched. Just like passively at work and at home, I've watched like 40 movies in the past four days. So you've just, see, this is like, this is the ideal world that we want to live in. Because when you describe this, people go, oh, you just want to go back to cable. It's like, yeah, everybody wants to go back to cable. We just don't want to see ads for like Stouffer's Mac and Cheese every five minutes. That's what it is. Advertising is why nobody likes cable. That's all it is. But just, but dude, just having shit like somebody else and also. Yeah, somebody programmed this. Like curation is a beautiful thing. The movies haven't repeated themselves. Really? Yeah, dude. Because I think I think they literally have queued up every single movie from 1990 to 1999. I've been watching it for four days. I have not seen a repeat yet, um, and I'm really filling in all my blank spaces. <laughs> I, I will buy catching up on the Ernest series. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> by 2020, I will have seen every movie. That is my goal. <laughs> but I, I was watching The Waterboy. Man, The Waterboy is so fucking good. Yeah. I forgot that The Waterboy was, it's like legitimately great. Sure. It's what, so funny. What, what is so, what's so appealing about it? It's just, Bobby, when are they going to find that escape girl or what done busted your face up? <laughs> I don't know, mama. The search continues. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, it's really very funny. good. Also, I know there was this thing in the '90s because I it was in saving it was in the Waterboy and Saving Private Ryan back to back. They had just like mastered that technology where you can like morph people's heads into other people's heads. Yeah, because it happens twenty times in the Waterboy. <laughs> they all just like <laughs> there's so many shots. His head turns into someone else. Yeah. Turning into Henry Winkler, turning into his mom. It's just like every single time there's a football scene that happens. We gotta get this in. And then it also happens at the end of Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because Matt it's Damon. Henry Winkler is his mom. <laughs> yeah, Matt Damon becomes the old man who you think is Tom Hanks at the beginning of the movie. It's one of like the weirdest fake outs. Oh, it's really yeah. weird. I'm sorry. I know I went totally off. Time. No, it's no, okay. No. It's fine. It had to be at some point. It wasn't at the beginning. Yeah. At the end's fine. Yeah. No, we. Uh, what else? I'm not. Okay. It's okay, guys. We Kevin Feige's gonna make a Star Wars movie. Oh yeah, he's probably gonna make. He's gonna be like in charge of it or whatever. Right? This is, okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is. We'll have to make this one come out quickly because I do want to kind of talk about this. What they're trying to figure Star Wars out, aren't they? I'm glad. Yeah, yeah good I'm for glad. them. I'm glad. Like they and they just changed. Like just went through a big staff change. Like the mm-hmm. person who's in charge of parks, entirely different person now. Really? Like the head yeah. of parks changed. Um, didn't the big change up just happen over at Star Wars? Like literally at Lucasfilm, right? Um, I mean, I don't know. I think they are on some level. I think it's sort of apparent that they're changing course, I guess. Like the sort of, you know, the, the announcing the, announcing the Obi-Wan thing, but as a show. They're still not done shooting. Right. I expected course correction, but like for them to literally go, I, I didn't expect, I expected a new Feige to rise. Uh You know what I mean? I didn't expect them to literally take their guy and bring him over here. It's not, it's not unprecedented because a lot of people have been like, well, surely he doesn't have the bandwidth to do both or whatever, but you realize 
uh, Lasseter, I mean, I mean, I know he's he, he got me too, yeah. <laughs> but he's for a hot second he ran um, Pixar and Disney Animation. Well, right. he probably they've probably got like a pipeline set up, like that they're like yeah. he probably doesn't have to be there for them to follow for every producing yeah. decision at Marvel. Yeah, for right, sure. But but it becomes one of these things where like if he's not making like like at a certain point you lose enough control that like what is truly his value. Like, cause mm-hmm. his whole value is, is making the decisions, correct? Like yeah, his, or, yeah. or at least maybe finding the right people who can make the right decisions right. or consistently make the right decisions. I, I don't know. The, the role of when you're, I guess when you're that high of a producer, your role is very, I, anything. Like, I don't fucking know what I that even looks like. a lot like. of big picture philosophical stuff that he decides. Right. I think. Like, so, so for instance, I imagine, I imagine they have to pitch to, to him, you know, <clears throat> All right, this is Black Panther two. This is our big angle, or whatever. And then he, and then you know, I'm sure he has a thought or two. But then after, but then I'm pretty sure at right. some point he goes, all right, now we're gonna keep this movie like that, you know. And it's just one movie, right? Yeah. Like it's yeah. When you're making, you know, three of them a year or whatever. Right. Oh, so you, okay, I see what you're saying. He's just yeah. producing one Star Wars movie. Yeah. At the but moment, it's saying so he's weird. only doing one. Oh yeah, yeah right, right, right. That's but right. There's Ryan, a world where he could run it. Ryan was saying he he thinks he's gonna right. start running Star Wars. I think. This is this is just a sneaky suspicion, but I think that society is collectively realizing that we're not that interested in the Star Wars universe. Okay. Yeah. I'm just gonna like I'm gonna I'm gonna put that out there. I'm gonna let that seed plant, and yeah. I'm gonna want everyone to remember that it was me that said it first. But I think that just general interest in Star Wars has waned. Yeah, or is waning. Well, I think they've also devalued well, it. Yeah, well, that's true. I think yes and no. Like for instance, again, I think I think it's one of these examples where there needs to be. And in a way, it's what Ryan Johnson would have done if he wasn't touching legacy characters. Mm. I think someone needs always to touching them damn legacy characters. <laughs> somebody, we could not get him off the project fast ooh. enough. Somebody, somebody needs to come. Like I think if somebody by now had come along and did a big fucking swing and said, "I'm doing Knights of the Old Republic with people you've never fucking heard of before," and I'm gonna prove to you that there is a Star Wars story out there that has nothing to do with Luke Han Leia mm-hmm. tying it to what you know right. if somebody had just if they had just come out and done that and it was great it and i'm talking about an insane risk yeah right but then i think there would be some kind of like oh there's you know people would have the opinion that the 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 people who are obsessed with all the additional right materials are they would go like oh great i see that you can just use this as a playground to go do whatever sure but i think yes i i i think on some level, what's happened is the way Star Wars is iconic is different from the way Marvel is or from the way like it just right. in its DNA mm-hmm. has been different for many years. Just in that, you know, Marvel's selling you. All right. And then we'll do this one. and We'll do this one. And then that character will meet that character. And the, whereas Star Wars, one of the ways it was always an event was, you know, it's the next installment right this is with these story. characters right yes like yeah, yeah, yeah. like for instance it's i think deep down it's the reason you could never uh solo was doomed soon as they recast harrison ford yeah because fundamentally audiences couldn't go no but that is meant to be the guy we meet later right right you know what i mean yeah. like we we could just about accept rogue one because like well but, they do but, again, but even that one hinges itself entirely on and it's significant because it's the opening bit before right. the one you know. 
Like, you know, and, and we all got excited when, oh, Darth Vader's in it. And, right. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, but it's, but, it's, but the weirdest thing that I always said about Solo is, like, it's weird to have Rogue One, which is another prequel movie, and, like, go to the length that you're resurrecting Peter Cushing from the dead so that yeah. he can yeah. be Graham off Tarkin, and then recast everybody in this yeah. other... agreed. Yeah. It's like, it's just not consistent. It's because okay, yeah. it, that, I would say... Had Feige been in charge, or I think anybody else had been in charge of that project, I think they would have gone in that direction. But recall, Solo started as a comedy, straightforward, yeah, probably a parody, Russo, com- yeah. like Bo- Brothers, yeah, like borderline com or parody yeah, yeah. of with Star Lord Wars, Miller or whatever. Yeah, so yeah. I think at a certain point no, they had to stick with some decisions that they had made. Maybe the yeah. casting. No, I was being th- one th- of I was them. actually yeah. thinking about that recently. It was really random. Like I don't think about Solo very much, <laughs> sure. but but I've thought about it uh, about as many times as the name of the movie implied. <laughs> <laughs> but but actually, like because we went to go watch it, didn't we? We went to oh, go see yeah. it at the fucking Vista. And I, and here's the thing: I remember playing the Imperial March. Over the ad for the st- for the for the recruitment thing mm-hmm. for the stormtroopers, you know, Lord and imagining a Lord and Miller version of that, it would fucking work. Yep. In the same way, by the way, the ha 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 Han immediately understands uh, can talk back to Chewie. Yeah. Yeah. In a Lord and Miller tone, very funny. You would have been Perfect. okay with all of it, but there was something about fundamentally those things being under Ron Howard and the much more earnest kind of traditional Star Warsy directing, I guess, yeah. that made it clash. But I, but I agree, if it had started out, if it had continued the course and been a full comedy, I think those same things would have been fine. It's fucking, it's the hand wringing and the half measures and it's gonna bring, it's brought them down. I think it's, yeah. it has brought them low and it, 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 I think it's entirely divorced from, man, this is really turning into Star Wars. I might just cut oh. this part out and maybe make it a yeah, separate yeah. thing. Yeah, but uh, it, it's entirely divorced from the, uh, controversy from the Last Jedi, in yeah. my opinion, like that was its own old whole own separate mess. Like that mm-hmm. sucked, yeah. and that was messy nah, and shitty. No, 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 like the controversy, like the, the oh, fight. Sure, sure. I, I wasn't a huge fan of the Last Jedi, but like yeah. that is just but, like a yeah, co- yeah. that's a completely different it, thing. It, I mean, it. like even as far as, when they opened it with. Here's this familiar playground that sure, that you sure. all know. Like, the, here's the Star Wars story vaguely that you know, and we're going to kind of, you know, yeah. stay locked to that. I guess this is kind of what you said at the beginning of uh, if they had just, to add to your point, literally yeah. by entering that playground, they invited the bullies. Like, you know, yeah, they yeah, knew yeah, that yeah. that's where these guys hang out, and they went there anyway, and they expected yeah. something different. It was like, their <laughs> fault. What were they wearing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I mean, like, you walked no, directly true. into, like, hey, nerds, here's all this thing that you've built all this on. We're not going to even build new shit. We're right. just going to build on top of it. No, it's, <laughs> yeah, 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 like, yeah, you're, yeah. And then we're going to be shocked when you have some kind of sense well, of... Well, it's well, fucking yeah, weird. And, and, and you're right, because I think also... For instance, and again, it's interesting, but, you know, and I think it's partially, again, because I feel like, you know, on some level, I guess JJ does have his pulse quite well on, like, where mainstream taste is at. But, for instance, I think there was anger building from that they killed off Han. Yeah. And then when 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 Luke goes out at the end of, of, of Last Jedi, there's, like... Well, like, like I think you know it right. got even bigger. Like, and you know all, what I mean. And also, right. you add like the asshole guy on top of that who just believes that all, he's just been replaced. You know what I mean? Like all yeah. his favorite protagonists yeah. have just been replaced by like these various yeah. women of color, and he's yeah. just furious about it. Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I see where he's coming so from. Funny. I don't agree with him, and he's obviously an idiot. It's so funny to like see why go angry. see a Star Wars movie and like see Ray holding a lightsaber and be like, "Oh, I'm not a girl." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
literally right, and, like and Kit Fisto, is, like some you, kind of horrible you, alien <laughs> with like face deformities. You're more related to that. Have either of you like been to Galaxy's Edge? Yeah, yeah, it's good, right? Like, like I mean, the thing for me was I. I mean, I didn't, I guess on some level, I was surprised by the, yeah, like the attendance seems like, I mean, you know, we first thing, everyone went straight to Star Wars land, yeah but it wasn't like it was like a hot spot the entire day. Like it chills out. And I do remember thinking like, this is crazy. Cause I went to, I went to Disney world about two Christmases ago and like the avatar ride was bigger than this. And, and, yeah. and surely the Star Wars ride would be more. Right, like one would think. Right, yeah. But so I guess I I saw that first. But I remember thinking like I thought the world building of it was quite impressive. Like I did feel like sort of you know being in the middle of it, I was I was impressed by it. But then yeah, apparently just you know tendons well, is really and, low, and, and that's yeah, that's yeah. they're seeing that as well. They just uh, wanted to revamp this park. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> six years building. Yeah. I guess there is a <laughs> millions mis- of dollars. Although it is a bit of a mistake, though. I will say because I didn't, I enjoyed Smuggler's Run. Having said that. It wasn't a particularly strong, this is what we can do with Star Wars sure. as a ride experience. Just in terms of Star Tours was similar. Like we've right. already been, we've already, oh, yeah. we've already experienced like you do the motion when we go into hyperspace. Yeah. I've already experienced that. Right. Like, Give me something entirely yeah, and, new. And then apparently this Rise of the Resistance thing is insane and it's really good. But then like it's weird that you... You don't open the park with it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And it's it's one of these things where like it just in central and concept of design, it feels like they worked backwards and we're like, we just want to make this look like a Star Wars planet. And they totally succeeded. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't feel like anything there is engaging enough to like really spend a whole lot of time there. Unless once you get past the initial novelty of like, holy fuck. Yeah, I'm yeah. in Star Wars right now. Yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. which weirdly fades off quickly. Yeah. Which yeah. should not that should not happen. There should right. be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I enjoyed my thermal detonator Coke. Me too. Very cool. Could not bring it on a plane. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I saw they're in these little balls. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw they 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 just look like grenades, right? Yes. Yeah. Hundred yeah. percent. I saw that on Twitter. I don't know. I mean, look, man, I'm fine if Disney uh, has some massive miscalculations. Yeah, no, I think that that's probably healthy. But it's very funny. It is very funny now to watch them grow and amass and like justify that they believe that they believe that they should be this big. Um, and then watch them immediately start to stumble. <laughs> That's good. You know, with, with the with some of the biggest franchises ever, and like yeah. if they fuck up this next phase of Marvel, it's going to be even funnier to watch. And just yeah. funny in a way that's not like haha. Funny in a way that's like I've never seen something fail like this. I've never seen something this big fail yeah, like yeah. this. Yeah, I mean, and the the, the thing it is, could be I, like eighties Disney again. Dude. I'd be very I'd be, funny. I'd be curious if it happens partially because because of exactly that. Like I mean, I always said about about Marvel that I was like. I'm a, I've been a fan of what they've been doing, but I was never for a second convinced that like at some point it has to, Yeah. it, it doesn't have to crumble all the way down, but at some point it can't maintain yeah. that level. I, I wonder if this Spider-Man is like this, 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 the uh, Spider-Man leaving the MCU is like somebody removing a Jenga piece. Like, yeah. precariously. <laughs> like if that's I mean, going to be the beginning well, of something. Cause again, it was, a, it was press, right? But one of the, <coughs> sorry, areas of contention was like, oh, Feige's schedule. He's not going to have time to do Spider-Man. Yeah. Now was now that probably was just a Sony justification for like, oh, don't worry, we're we're going to do it. We got our people like, on it. Like having said that, maybe maybe it was part of the conversation that yeah, I mean, he's doing Star Wars for us. Like like, and also, and yeah. quite frankly, if you're Disney, do you want him to keep going to do Spider-Man where you only get? 30% of the profits now yeah. or whatever they're up to or right. do you want them to come and help you fix Star Wars which is potentially billions again 
It's true, but then you're you're also like it's because of these things like why are we not identifying more talent like it's gonna be one of these things why are we not staffing these companies like crazy like if you're gonna consume everything yeah you can't put the balls you can't put the levers of power into this like fucking one dude you can't put all the balls into kevin feige's hands you can't put all of your balls (laughs) i have all all the balls (laughs) all the shareholders need to give him a ceremonial dip Uh, kevin feige's really got disney by the balls no no we gave him our balls yeah (laughs) willingly (laughs) there was there was a thing that some people said like is he eyeing is he eyeing like uh, the Iger role for when Iger steps down? Oh, interesting. Sure, but I think he's too. I think he likes the movies too much. I think he likes being a producer. Well, let's see. But, I, I, you know, they say that the presidency right. ages you. I would imagine running the MCU also ages you. Yeah. Take that hat off, Kevin. Yeah. Let's see, <laughs> let's let's see, see the color of those remaining hairs. <laughs> oh, good. Oh well, I think we get back in. Right, we're good. Yep. Yeah. No games. I'm not gonna put you through the games. Why not games? You wanna play games? We can do games. Yeah, right. I don't give a shit. All right, fine. We're going to do it uh, in your phone. I'm going to keep this on track, Tim. <laughs> Fair enough. Thank you. Thanks for being Dom. Um, this is where you type the Dom name of the movie. Do that. In, in the, uh, yeah. He doesn't sing it live. <laughs> Listeners at home. That's not live every time. It's, it's, <laughs> damn it. Stop fucking, stop giving up the secrets. <laughs> Production secrets. Uh, this is, what is this game? Predictive text movie review. Thank you. Predictive text movie review. Type the name of the film, which is Ad Astra, and using your phone's predictive text, using any of the options and any punctuation that you wish, build a complete thought about the film. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. Um, uh, who wants to start? Nick? I'll start. I guess open. Ad Astra is a very cool app that makes me think so hard. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting that you went like to ha ha too. It's like a Google Play review <laughs> that you like bought from. <laughs> what is yours? Ad Astra was the evening I was gonna was the night of my life. Ha ha is a great journey. <laughs> <laughs> What do you think of Ad Astra? Is a great journey. It's a great is journey. A great is journey. a great journey. Ha ha. Okay, well, this is, please forgive me for this one. Ad Astra has the potential to be an adult film, but it's just a thing that can't get the strap out for me. <laughs> Tim, why does the strap keep coming Because I don't think I've wrote get the since I've last wrote get the, the strap. strap. <laughs> Ad Astra, I remember there was, you're right, there was a moment when Ad Astra could have become an adult film. <laughs> it was that, if that baboon had, like. <laughs> <laughs> He depressurizes the room, but he just gets harder. <laughs> just grows to enormous <laughs> length. Um, cool. And uh, uh, three-headed sequel writer. Three-headed sequel, uh, sequel, sequel writer. writer. Okay. We, the three of us go in a circle. We okay. say one word, and it's the sequel to Ad Astra, the potential sequel to Ad Astra. We're going to start with Tim uh, H. Nick, Tim. Okay. 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 Brad's dad isn't dead. He's actually managed two Seven Elevens on Neptune. Is it there? Doing great. <laughs> Perfect. That's great. So Brad's dad didn't die. He's managing two Seven Elevens on Neptune, and they're doing great. They're doing great. Quite frankly. <laughs> Quite frankly, he's he's thriving. Um, <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> being here for the best 
three-headed sequel ever. I yeah, guess. that was probably the, the most coherent, coherent one yeah. ever. Um, it's quite optimistic. I think sequel. we've it's we've identified the problem yeah. with this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dom. Should be the Tim and Tim. Yeah, the uh, double Tim, double T. Yeah. And now, well, now we're thinking about name changes. So now you got me thinking about. I wouldn't have called it reasonable beef if we were both named the same thing. There's oh, so many yeah. more worlds. Reasonable, um, reasonable Tim. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, I sure. I like reasonable beef. It works. It thanks works. for being here, man. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks this was fun. This is a good movie. This, I, I like that Astra. I would definitely suggest seeing this. Check it out. I Give really it some love. enjoyed it. All right. Cool. Bye. 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 Wait. Please go to Patreon. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> I sat back down for that. There's a weekly episode there. Why did you tell us Every to week? wait? That wasn't for you. It was for the, the listener. Oh, okay. just in case they were getting up to leave. They were walking away from their uh, their radio box. Tim, you literally like locked eyes with me and put your hand out and said, "Wait." No, I didn't. I looked off in the distance. And I said, "Wait," and I put my hand up, and you responded to it. So I don't know what <laughs> to say. I don't know what to say to that. Ugh. All right, bye.